0: Y'all, what's going on? What's up? Welcome back to another great episode, Diary of a Mad Black Man. My name is Blake. If you don't know that already, Blake, I'm the host of this podcast. And um, today's episode is really, really dope and special. This is the, actually I'm in the one of the so very first times on my podcast. Well, I'm not going to say the. F- mm, to let me think real quick. Yeah, it's one of the first times that I've actually discovered somebody that wasn't like on social media in a Facebook group or something like that. And I was like, yo, I want this person on this podcast. I want to do this kind of interview with him. I want to ask him these specific questions. And um, it happened to be a music artist by the name of Maximilian. If you guys are listening to this, you already know who it is. Um Man, Max, I know you're listening to this right now. Thank you so much for joining my podcast. It's been about a month since we've recorded this episode, and a lot of healing has occurred since then. And I'm super thankful um, that you were actually one of the only guest interviews I actually was able to do uh, before I canceled all my other interviews. So I'm glad we did it when we did it, because had we not have done the interview when we did it, like I probably wouldn't have done this interview, because shortly after we recorded this, I canceled every other interview i had scheduled for my podcast up, up to that point so um as you guys continue to listen to season six of Diary of a mad black man you'll understand more why that was and why that happened but um i'm not going to delay any more of the greatness that came from this episode because max dropped so many gems in this episode it was a really dope conversation just to have with somebody and relate to Another black man in the way that we did in this episode and it's through music is through therapy is through healing and his biggest thing is he's about self-improvement, which is also what I'm about as well. Um, last thing I'll say before I dive into this episode or let you guys dive in rather is we have some minor technical difficulties in the midst of recording this. Um, never record your podcast on zoom, which I knew that but I was in a different space when I recorded this and did it on zoom. So around the 14 minute mark, it's a little a little choppy or whatever but you know how i do on a diary of mad black man y'all get through it because you can still understand the message you can still hear the words it just ain't perfect audio but what is perfect audio I know what it is but we we're not there yet so without further ado we'll let y'all dive in i know y'all gonna love it i know you all gonna rock with this episode so um again max thank you for listening thanks for being on the podcast thank you everybody who's listening to the podcast be sure y'all check out the description box um after you listen to it to go check out some more of max's music and what he's about because he's a really dope hip-hop artist that's going to come up and um super grateful and thankful to have had him on the show so yeah, let's dive right in. Um I appreciate y'all for being here. And um yeah, here we go. All right y'all, what's up y'all? We're back with another episode. Y'all already know, I already did the intro, so we're going to dive right in. I have a very very special guest on the show today. Um he goes by the name of Max Million. We Max, just introduce yourself so we could dive in. Cause so I'm super excited about this man. So happy for you to be on my podcast. Like it's almost like a dream come true for real.
1: Hey, what's going on, y'all? What's so, up? What's up?
0: Yeah. So, hey, um, so go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm Max Million. I'm a musician from Dallas. Um, and I'm honored you said I'm honored myself to be on the podcast. I think uh I'm feeling the same way, just tired, but feeling the same way as well. Yes. Yeah.
0: Listen, listen for, for those of y'all listening, I think uh, me and Max both had a really long weekend. Um, I was down in Birmingham this past weekend and Max, you had a lot going on as well. Um, but I appreciate yeah. the opportunity to sit and, and talk with you today. Um, and I want to share this with you and with the audience and the people who may be listening. Um, so I actually stumbled, I came across your music um, last year during the pandemic. Um, I was listening to a Spotify radio. You know, the way Spotify radio works is you like pick a song, you can make a radio station out of it, and it'll play music that's similar or in a similar genre has a similar sound. And the radio station was BJ the Chicago Kid, His Pain. And mm. I'll never forget the moment that your song started playing because at first I was like, is this Kendrick? Like, who is this? Like, I literally just had my music going. I'm in the hotel that I was living in at the time, and the music was the song was Pray. Mm -hmm. and it was so powerful like i'll never forget like halfway through it i just kind of like stopped and i started crying like because it touched my soul that deep and i'll never forget afterwards i literally started praying because i was dealing with a lot of the things that you talked about in the music and in that song um so i definitely appreciate you for creating that because it's something that has become like my anthem for my life in a lot of ways i listen to it when. I feel down or I'm up or it's just a song that I play because it's like it relates to me so much. Um, But before we dive into the music uh, and really go into that, I want to just learn a little bit more about you um, and who you are as a person. Um, So I want you to just kind of tell the people and share with me, um, just describe your childhood a little bit and what it was like for you growing up. Music is my
1: love. You know, when I grew up, I always had like that. I think that background bumping my heart, like everything I did was always musical. And uh, first of all, I can't just hear all that without acknowledging what you said. Like, I appreciate that genuinely, because that's genuine, and that's love. Anytime somebody receives the music that I put out as a gift, you know, to the world, that's my gift to the world, when people receive that, and you and the way you said you received it, it makes me want that makes me want to continue to do what I do on a hundred percent, like on a, on a bigger scale. But, um, going back to the question about me growing up, you know, my childhood was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, um, I can't say I was satisfied. You know, I grew up in a single parent home. Um, and we had fathers in the home, but, uh, you know, it wasn't my dad and, uh, same, same here. Yeah. You know, shit like that. It, it me personally growing up i was a wild child man i them niggas used to say put me on, on adhd drugs or some shit like that but i know <laughs> that was that was candy pills i don't know what the fuck that shit was man but you know um i grew up okay man i grew up okay it wasn't the best but it wasn't it was something i like to go through again
0: Let's yeah listen me too i feel you on that and i know so like something you said that was super intriguing like with the form you filled out before we did this is you said you grew up rich and you you lived rich and you lived poor i was like yeah like I, I i can relate to that but, but i want to like kind of dive a little deeper into that like w- what did you really mean by that like you lived rich and poor and the reason why i'm asking this question is because for me where i sit now at this juncture of life i learned that being rich or being wealthy doesn't always have to do with money. You know, I think like happiness and peace, those are some of the best currencies to have. And if you have an abundance of that, I feel like everything else can fall into place. Um but yeah, I really wanted to get your your insight, go a little bit deeper into that. Like what did you mean by you live rich and you live poor?
1: Well I watched my mother struggle. I've watched my mother
0: live lavish and we've had the
1: ability to live lavish with her. And I've watched her struggle. I've watched her work her ass off on three, four jobs, you know, by herself while we were at home. And I looked at my mom as superwoman because although I, you know, in the past, my mom has always put her best foot forward to provide and make sure that we, you know, never went without. And on the surface level, things kind of looked like they were okay, but I never knew how much she struggled to, you know, make things happen. So that's my biggest shout out to most moms, you know, um, it's in terms of living poor. Uh and I've been kicked out a couple of times growing up. So I've had the experience of learning how to have to fend for yourself on the streets and having to get things, not steal or you know what I'm saying, out here and taking niggas shit, you know, but <laughs> personally just you know, having to have street smarts, having to uh know how to um maneuver yourself to uh sleep in the right locations. Um you know, have the bet, ha, ha, have good people on your side, so you can get a meal or stuff like that. I've I've been on both experiences. <laughs> you
0: know, yeah, that's what's does up, that man. Yeah, it does. It and, does. It, it, you, it, and it's like no, it is dope because like I I relate to that too. And I know the people that follow my podcast, they've heard me talk about things that I've dealt with, like homelessness. And I mean, just last year during the pandemic, it was like crazy wild time. But um, that that's maybe an episode for another day. Because um, I really want to you know get what? into you. What's up? I think one thing that I could kind of like somersault,
1: put all cherry on top, mm-hmm. is that me learning how to go from a good meal to having to balance two tacos at Jack in the Box. You know what I'm saying? that—that That is what I mean when I say, you know what I'm saying? The difference between the rich and the poor. You know, learning, I, I was brought to a place of appreciation learning how to balance what I could work with going to Dollar Tree and getting a bag of pretzels, peanut butter and some sandwich bread and making that work for a couple of days.
0: Yo, I can 100% relate to that. That's why I always keep some rice. I always keep some pasta and I always yeah. keep some um, pasta sauce in the house because them are things you can always throw together gonna last you a couple of days, even just just last week. I ate a little Caesar's pizza over three days. Well, really, like two yeah. days. I um, had it for for lunch one day, dinner the next day, then breakfast the next day, and I had another piece the day after. So, trust me, I know how to make some food stretch. And um, Damn, and we're gonna be like well. yourself, man. Listen, last week was not yeah. a good week for me. I ain't gonna cap. <laughs> it was a rough week, yeah. but um, but I made it through. You know, and, that, and that's all a part of just this life of, I guess, for my journey right now, just being a creative and trying to make my creativity be my support for my life like my income i'm trying to make money from this and do other kind of things like that but yeah that's a whole another conversation um so i really want to talk about your music too because um it's just mad dope so i want to hear like how did you first get into music like have you i know you said you grew up always being like having like a beat for music in you um but is it something that you've always done or is it something you came into later in life
1: i think when god gives you a gift it's kind of hard to deny it, you know, when I grew up, I always had this ability to hear music and hear different sounds and you know understand that oh that sounds nice or uh, I like the way he float on that beat or. um This is a timeless song or an iconic song i've always had that impression on music, and so I take that same impression and when I get on the microphone and I create a song like earthly love or I create a song like insecure those are songs that are worked on that have been heard almost from a, a collection of many songs. You know, Earth of Love was was inspired by um, uh, it's a rock band, I forgot what the rock band is called. Um, I'm not sure if you they made the song Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, what I'm talking about.
0: It sounds familiar. I'm always bad with Queen. References. Queen. Okay, Queen. I've, I've heard of them before.
1: Yeah, uh, Earth of Love was inspired by Queen, and it was inspired by Michael Jackson's PYT. And uh, the reason why I say PYT is because, you know, you hear Earth of Love, it's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. When you study PYT, it has, like, this breakdown of the song where it's like, dum-dum-dum, dum-dum-dum. The sonics of the song is what I'm talking about, the study of Mm. it. Whenever I hear music, I study it, and I go to the studio and say, okay, how can I put that in my own method and make it a hit? Because music leaves clued, clued patterns on how to make a hit. And I've always had that ability to do that with music. And it's always
0: come so naturally, so easy. Mm, that's dope. That's dope. I know you got um, You recently dropped a new project, but I know you've been dropping songs for a couple of years now. And I actually want to talk about the song, uh, Mama, You Did It. And yeah. I'm assuming it was a tribute to your mom. A
1: lot of people love that song.
0: Man, like, yeah. and that was another one. Because, like, when I, again, I listened to pray over and over again. I'm like, let me see. Let me really go and see what other music this guy has. And at the time, back then, it was only a couple singles you had dropped. And this was another one. So um, it gave me, like, I was like, is this, like, the modern day, like, Dear Mama from Tupac? Because, like, it has that same kind of energy to it. So um, I wanted to, to ask you, like, what was it like? uh, creating that song. Um, and the reason why I'm asking is because you you alluded to like, you know, having beef with your mom and being put out, which is something I've, I've experienced, you know, getting put out my mom's house and us bumping heads and not seeing eye to eye. Um, but I just want to get your insight on what was it like creating that song and what was really the, the inspiration for putting all of that into it?
1: I wrote that song today. My mom kicked me out
0: two days actually after, and the inspiration
1: was behind me turning on the faucet at uh, my homeboy's apartment and dust came out niggas ain't paid a water bill so oh, i was shit. like yo yeah i was like they wild so i thought about my mom and i got into a real sentimental moment and i was like yeah you know maybe i don't got everything figured out although you know understanding that what i was beefing with my mom was about was was real you know and it was it was good um I, I was able to appreciate in that moment, even small things like, yo, she, at least she took care of this though, you know, cause we never went without water,
0: mm. you know? Yo, that's something, uh, it's funny how the universe works. I literally just last night. So, so for those of y'all listening, uh, today is September the 13th and it's Monday, it's about two forty-five in the afternoon. So I hope my mama, I'm gonna tell her, to listen to this, cause she gonna hear this, but literally just last night I had a really deep heart to heart conversation with my mom and I was kind of it was the first time I really opened up to her about certain things that I've experienced with my mental health and the challenges I faced Um, she also revealed some things to me um, that she's experienced in her childhood and and in her life and it allowed us to deepen our relationship just in within that moment within 24 hours it's like I have this newfound appreciation for her as well as this new opportunity to continue to have these conversations because similar to like how you said I don't think as kids we realize how much they our parents or our mothers do for us growing up you know I know that that's something that I still and kind of wrap my mind around is like everything she did and had to do to take care of me throughout my childhood so um I, I think that's something that we all may experience at some point, which is just understanding what it takes to raise a child, you know? So and I say that too because yeah having to take care of myself as an adult is not easy. You know what I'm saying? I can only imagine being like having two kids right now, like me and my sister, because I'm 31. And so yeah, I I just couldn't imagine what that would be like. Quick um, real quick, brother. Um, what's up? can you
1: hear me? I had to take out my microphone. My phone was on 10%. Can you hear me though still?
0: Yeah I can hear you still we're good okay awesome go ahead yeah um and then another song that you have on your newest project um actually wait before we go into the project um and the specific songs what was it like to create this body of work because i what i noticed is you have songs on there from like um a couple years ago you know you've been dropping music so what was the process to put this whole project together Can you hear me
1: well therapeutic to me personally therapeutic took at least a good combination of two years from uh writing to just being in the moment to even thinking as we speak and it took me living everything that i talked about because this this next project that i'm working on right now everything that i'm talking about i'm living it and i feel like it's only justified by the universe and justified by god if I, if I experienced it and I have the background knowledge to talk about it, so therapeutic in itself is the embodiment of everything that I've been through. From the beginning of the song with miracle. Actually, hold all on, hold on, one lives. second. The audio is. You know, I'm uh, not sure if you heard the song "Same Life, Different Eyes." Hold on. Um,
0: so we're having it. some uh, some audio. So so let let's try this. So since your phone's on the charger actually pick your phone up and, and just speak in t- directly into the microphone of your, of your device cool
1: cool camera
0: yeah and actually uh cut, awesome. your, cut your cut your camera off if you can like on zoom just okay. turn your camera off so it'll pull more it'll pull just the audio cool okay can you hear me now yeah much better awesome
1: yeah i was just saying that um when you listen to the song Therapeutic, the project from Miracle all the way down into um living life, everything has been experienced. Everything has been uh, lived. And that's my artistry. That's the way I do my art. I kind of find it hard to talk about things that I've never done before or I've never lived. And so this next project that I'm working on um, Therapeutic talked about toxic relationships. It talked about... Um, Maturity in a manhood, it talked about, uh, uh, challenges in my community, like, uh, self identity of self. I mean, have you ever felt like all these things that I'm talking about, have you ever felt those emotions? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely have. And I think, you know, something, I think that that's one of the reasons why I gravitate towards your music so much and why it's been such a, Influence in my life over the past couple, I mean, really past year or so since I discovered it. And I find that, especially when, when it comes to like hip hop artists and stuff like that, I find that the people that actually put a message into their music and actually like tell a story through their music, it's like those are the songs that I can really sit on repeat and listen to over and over and over again because it's sharing something from the artist, but it's also has allowed me to like relate. It also helped me to realize that i'm not alone in a lot of ways um like another song on your album that i just recently discovered when i figured you out when i learned you dropped that uh the project is broke yeah, and, yeah uh, definitely and and that song right there really hit home because i'm like wow i'm really living a life of a nigga who's broke right now you know what i'm <laughs> saying but yeah just listening to the melodies and how you and the different things that you say especially towards the end of the song you know you speak to the fact that poverty is really a mindset um and i just wanted to get your insight on that um because i think that'll be something dope for the people to hear which is that you know poverty is is more of a mindset what do you mean by that
1: people view themselves um based upon the, the the way they view themselves i mean they they tell they tell themselves a certain story and that's how they live their life. You know, and, you know, I've, I'm in Dallas. So even if I was in Detroit, being around certain areas where brothers are, you know, doing shit to where, you know, they may be doing whatever they want to call it, you know, if they call it hustling, if they calling it, you know, uh, I'm just going to say hustling, they are hustling. And that's their story. That's the story they tell themselves now you know i can go somewhere to uptown dallas with people who have you know um the same amount of money and it's legitimate money and they have investments stock portfolios um, and you know let's say they're on top of the taxes their story is different they're telling themselves that hey you know i can make the same amount of money but do it in, le- in a in a legitimate way and i've always felt like we push these narratives on ourselves, and then we try to blame the world for these narratives we we accept. Right? You know, we see these movies like uh, one of those movies. Uh, Don't drink your juice while driving or something. You know what I'm talking about?
0: I can't. Those can't old say that
1: California to... movies.
0: So one thing about me, I do not watch TV. I do not watch movies. So I'm I'm like uh. the worst person at trying to get a reference from a movie.
1: I say, I say, for example, um, the old, you know, Ghetto Compton movies that we grew up on. Uh, mm. You know, movies like that are pushed and are told so repetitively, to where it makes it hard for young people of our generation and of our of our color to really look at ourselves and say, "Hey, I can be a wholesale real estate investor. I can be a stock portfolio trader." I can be the next person to buy the target in my community and and you know, make some financial income off of that. And so when I said on the end of broke, poverty isn't a condition. It's a mindset. I live that. I saw it happen. I'm seeing it happen even now. It's like you can go from you know having no money in your pocket to making the best investment right now that can push you forward financially maybe two months from now a whole year from now with the right strategic investments and make legal money good money too
0: yeah that's so true and i find that a lot of times that that representation is in in different areas and aspects of life especially within our culture for people that look like us um is important and a lot of and a lot of us i think definitely as millennials in this generation we haven't seen a lot of that, but I feel like the generations coming up after us is going to be able to really expand and be more of themselves and see, see themselves in different arenas and different spaces because a lot of us are now branching out into those different things and starting to do more uh, with our lives and stuff like that. Um, but I also want to talk to you about the song Pray, which is hands down my number one favorite song that you have put out. Um, and I just want to uh, really talk talk in depth about it um and the first thing i want to ask you is um when did you write this song and why
1: i wrote pray about three years ago and um that was at my lowest point i was with a an ex-lover and everything i said in pray was absolutely how i felt you know the relationship got became so toxic between me and her Um, definitely from my own past bullshit. Um, and you know, she has some faults her way, but just that bad chemistry coming together and making those bad moments, everything became so toxic to where I didn't know who I was at that moment, where I was going and what I was doing. I just felt like I was in this confused place. And when I said, I feel like some days I just really want to end it all. I think a man when he feels like his purpose is questioned and when he feels like he has nowhere to go a man will decide that he will choose, you know, suicide over um working a situation out when he's over, when he's overstressed and that's something that I'm starting to notice about our community is that a lot of our men don't have facilities or areas they can go where they can say hey I'm I, what the fuck man I don't I don't know what I'm doing I'm 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 stressed. This is too much. I don't think we have those facilities for men.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, and
1: still feel still feel masculine.
0: Yeah, and even for me, it's been it's been few and far in between that I've been able to find comfort in talking about uh, the suicidal ideation that I've dealt with and the things that I've experienced when it comes to feeling like hopeless, feeling like I lost their purpose or my purpose rather. You know, when I I used to be a teacher. And when I left my teaching career, that was, I would probably say that for that first six months and even still to this day, that first six months was really, really tough, tough for me because I felt like I had lost my purpose. It was like, I'm not teaching. Like, then what am I doing? What am I living for? You know? Yeah. And it, and it took a while for me to rediscover that purpose and that desire to live, you know, um, it. I think a lot of times for us and and for me personally, it just gets to a point to where you feel like nobody really understands you. It's very taboo for us as black men to talk about our emotions and our feelings. And then you add the stigma of mental health and, and suicide and ideation and everything that comes with that, it makes it very difficult for us to seek help or even to admit that we need help. And I know another thing that I personally dealt with too is it's always been kind of a thought in my mind per se um even though i know that i still didn't want to hurt myself or in my life so i would live very recklessly like i would live like with, with not a care in the world i would do things that that i knew were risky i would engage in very reckless behavior and i think that that's something that's also a part of our cult- culture too and it's kind of glorified in a certain extent you know whether that be um uh risky sexual behaviors whether that be you know Like how you said, hustling, doing things, stealing, robbing, scamming, you know, living in Atlanta, you know, you kind of see a plethora of everything. And I think a lot of that stuff is a result of not being fulfilled within yourself and not feeling like you have a purpose. And I also say that because for a long time, especially after I left teaching, it was like, I'm going to do this because. I don't really care what happens, whether I live or die, I'm gonna go and get shit face drunk at the club and, and I don't care if I make it home or not. You know what I'm saying? So when you're not necessarily in the best space mentally and you don't really feel that you have purpose, it, it leads to other behaviors, other things that people are doing. And you just see it a lot in society. And that's something that, you know, I, I think impacts people differently. And I, I, I feel like confidence saying this, you know, I think for you, you. Do you turn to music when you start to feel down? Is this like therapeutic for you?
1: Music is therapeutic, but my biggest thing is self-help. I honestly believe in it, in self-help and refinement. Because the next point that I wanted to make is that, how many people do you know growing up in, in you know uh, both parent, home, uh, family households? It's not a lot of people who grow up with both their father and their mother within our community, within the black community, and I'd say other communities. There's not a lot of people who grow up with both parents in the household. You know, and so inevitably, even if they have a single, if they have a single mother or a stepdad or stepfather, the conversations that are being had in those households, age five through 15, 5 through twenty, it's rare that you get the conversation of, yo, I really appreciate when you do this, <clears throat> this music, or you have a great talent. It's rare that you get the support that could make a person confident. So when they do meet other people in life or when they do go for that job position or when they go talk to that girl, you know, or um, when people on the street talk to them a certain way and it's like, yo, I'm not going to put up with that. Or a boss, a shitty boss talks to them in a disrespectful manner. They don't walk away with that. They don't They don't allow people or things and situations like that to uh, get the best of them. When people grow up without their father mm-hmm. and their mother, I think that's where we have these, these uh, ideas of, you know, I'm gonna go get shit face drunk at the club. I'm gonna go out and wild out, you know, and I'm gonna sell this whole pack of kilos to these niggas. And even though I don't give a fuck what happens to them, at least I got money.
0: Right. You know, when we
1: don't grow up in in a, in a, in a a family household where you can see love and you can see the embodiment of family, it's kind of hard to go out in the world and project it on other people. It's hard to go out and look at a stranger and look at him as your brother or a chick, you know? And look at her as like, I don't even say your sis, but it's like somebody with respect.
0: Yeah, most definitely. It's like, it's almost like it's hard to be something that you've never experienced. It's hard to be a, or create your own family or to have this family-like mindset and mentality when that wasn't your upbringing. It wasn't instilled when he was in a child. And something I'm learning more recently through therapy, which is that a lot of things that are instilled in our early childhood um, really influence us for the rest of our lives. Like, I wanna say, um, I read somewhere, or maybe it was a YouTube video or something like that, but it said, who you are by like age seven is like pretty much set your personality and who you are for the rest of your life. So, all the coping skills, all the emotional intelligence, all the ways of just taking care of yourself and viewing the world for the most part are really set in stone by like the age of seven and so when you think about those earlier years in life if you don't get what you need you're gonna end up like somebody like me who's gonna be having to unlearn certain things or having to learn new ways to process and to handle certain situations in life
1: yeah I mean it's that's the definition of insanity do the same things and expect something different I mean, I talked to some guys yesterday downtown and our conversation was, do you think people our age settle? And this was the first time I heard it. He was like, no. And he was like, for me personally, me and my partner, we, we don't settle. We go for what we want. We ain't finna wait on nobody. And it was the first time I heard that, um, because Hmm. he also followed up that statement with something like, um, A lot of people do things but they don't do it the right way you know i made i made a comment about girls earlier you know it's like right now i'm dating i'm dating a lot of chicks right so guys i know i know this guys with a chick that's totally off the wall that makes no fucking sense you know or they'll say something inappropriate that makes something like bro would you talk to your sister like that
0: Yeah. yeah. Would
1: you say that to your sister? Or would you say that to your cousin? You know, they they go and they say that to these chicks on the streets and they expect these chicks to, oh, here's my number. And it's like, bro, you just caught her. (laughs) Do you you realize what you just said there? You know, so when he said that, when he said people, we all want to walk away with success and that feeling of confidence, like I put sometimes our ego overrides the ability to just be authentic to be humble because mm-hmm. reality is nobody wants to fail nobody wants to get rejected you know nobody wants to fail and a lot of people are scared people will do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure
0: mm. Mm, that's dope definitely write down that time stamp real quick um i just got a a couple more questions i want to ask you man um and really transition to more and talk about like mental health because a lot a lot of your music at at the core of it and correct me if i'm wrong is is about mental health and just well-being and being a positive person would you would you agree with that
1: yes yes i think my music is life it's about whatever i'm feeling Mm. at the moment Mm. you know it's about just being authentically present with with self being um wherever my mind is at, if I'm hungry for a piece of cake, I'm gonna make a song about a piece of cake and I'm gonna kill that song, you know? Um, (laughs) But if I'm talking about issues like I lost my job and you know, uh, it's tough. Making songs like that are, are beautiful because even like you said, there's somebody in the world who in that moment needs to hear that and they need to hear that story but they need to hear the tunnel light, like bro the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah. That okay. Cause some people don't have it. people in their life that they can talk to that they can have conversations with. Some people are totally shut out. And music is their only, you know, covenant on.
0: Listen, you you literally are talking to somebody who last year was literally listening to your song. Like nobody's gonna get this the way that you say it in this song. Like nobody's gonna like it was one of those those moments that I'm talking about when I first heard pray it was one of those moments that i was just like yo like is this like it was almost like i don't want to say it was like an out of body experience in a sense but it was like how has someone created a song that's so closely related to what i'm experiencing and even Thinking back to the conversation I had with my mom yesterday, you know, one of the things she said is everybody kind of goes through traumas and experiences things and experiences life. You know, collectively there are a lot of things that we all experience, like heartbreak, you know, traumas, and you know, different things, you know, conflict in relationships or whatnot. Uh, these are all fairly common it's just part of the life experience, but how we handle it and how we process it is different. You know what I'm saying? Some people suppress it. Some people, you know, use it, you know, like yourself to, to fuel their creativity in a sense. And that's something that I do too in in creating this podcast. Um, I never thought that it would have the audience that it has. I never thought podcasting would take me this far. You know what I'm saying? So I've also learned that turning my pain into purpose is beneficial and it makes so that way. It doesn't seem so heavy sometimes. You know what I mean? Well,
1: like i said before in reality we're all here on this earth to give and the greatest gift we can give is our gift god wakes us up every every day man and i personally believe that life is a gift and so when someone has a talent love is giving it's not about controlling you know when you have a talent the greatest thing you can do is not hold that talent back and if it's your podcast and People come to listen to this podcast and they come to hear the authenticity of the conversations, or they come to feel um the connection that you have, it's your talent.
0: Hmm.
1: We're yeah. meant to express ourselves and to share with the world on the way will we progress forward. Somebody's gonna hear this conversation and they may be a phenomenal you know uh, uh event planner or they may be uh, a dope ass police officer just this conversation will give them the feel that they need for the week to find the clarity in one moment of whatever question or whatever statement we say you know
0: yeah yeah most definitely most definitely and that's and that's something that has really allowed me to continue doing this podcast. Um, even at times when I didn't want to, even at times when it became overwhelming, it's the fact that I know if I could reach and help just one person, if I can inspire, encourage or motivate one person to keep living or to keep healing or to go to therapy or to build their self-care routine up so that they have more resources available to them to just deal with the rigors of life like that's why I keep doing it you know what I'm saying and it's become something that I really love to do and I'm super passionate about and so that's why I really want to try to you know make money from it too but at the end of the day this is something that I'm doing for free right now and I would continue to do you know until something else shakes because it's fulfilling me in a way that money can't is doing things that money can't necessarily do you know which has changed somebody's mindset um, yeah and so i just wanted to actually um just a, a one more question um and it's actually a question from the questionnaire uh, that i sent you and it's like what is mental health to you and then your response was an awareness of oneself an acceptance of one's situation and acknowledging and acknowledging that through accepting it things can progress um i just want to like, actually like like What is that acknowledging and accepting of oneself, life or process like for you? And then what advice would you give to somebody else who's maybe going through that process of accepting where they are and trying to move forward? Well, you can't. To answer that, the only way you can grow
1: is when you acknowledge. And acknowledgement is just a synonym for the truth. If you lie to yourself and you tell yourself, that's not me, I'm not doing that, I I can get better. I can't. I, that's not me. The more you lie to yourself, the more the situation repeats itself. And you know, out of the common denominator of any failure, it's always going to be you in that situation. Because I believe as humans, I do believe in in, in God, but I also believe in, in in us having the ability to to control them, Almost every situation. And I believe that. Um, When we accept a situation for what it is and what it cannot be, but what it can be and what it is, that gives us the ability to move forward in a positive direction. And like how we're to actually shape our future the way that we want to situation when they lie to themselves and say, oh, it was it was the other person's fault, or I had nothing to do with that, or "Um, I can't do anything about that. I feel like when we at least take some responsibility in our life, everything else makes sense. You know, maybe I didn't show up for work on time, but, um, and I got fired from work. But the reality is that if I would've went to sleep a little later last night, put a little gas in my tank the night before, or, um, you know, maybe just let my boss know this morning that I couldn't make it to work, I would still have a job now that i don't have a job i can take the accountability to go actually apply myself to go get a job that i like since i know for a fact this job i don't even want to go to makes sense
0: yeah yeah no doubt it's like you have to you can't really do something about the problem until you acknowledge and accept that it is a problem to begin with you know like how, how, how do you change something that you don't feel needs to be changed or you don't even know is broken or messed up or could be better or improved um and i find that um with my mental health journey it has been a very long acceptance process and it was up until that point that i was really fighting i was really almost just kind of lost and lost in the sauces that people like to say sometimes you know and once i accepted it and then i began to acknowledge it it really started to lead me down this path which is will lead me down a path of just healing and managing and getting better resources and tools available to me just to, to deal with it. And like one of those things is, is music. You know, I have a dedicated playlist with certain songs that your whole project, all your singles are on that um, playlist and it's Thank like, you. Hey, welcome. And it's like, you know, these are the small things that I've learned to do. That's important. You know, like having a mental health playlist, you know, it's not, if I would have never acknowledged the fact that I need this kind of thing, I would have never been able to create that resource for myself to deal with in the moments that I I needed. Um, and so, yeah, man. Um, yeah, like I said, um, this has been a dope episode with you here, like just having you on the podcast, like I'm super grateful and thankful that we're connected. Um, I know that, I truly believe we'll probably do more podcasts in the future or other great things, different events and stuff like that. Um, but before we close, before we close out, I do want to, um, give you an opportunity, um, just to let my audience know, um, where they can find your music. Um, I know you have a website and just, just plug really anything that you have going on right now.
1: Yeah. So, um, you guys can find me on social media at officialmaxman.com. And when you search up that URL, that, that's where most of our content is at. We drop all of our music videos, updated content, um, and update our statuses on that website. It's more organized like that. Also, if you are on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at officialmaxmillion. Um And yeah, that's it really.
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, I'm definitely gonna, gonna put a link to all that stuff in the description box for the episode. And, um, I'm just super grateful for you, man. I appreciate you. And, um, for those of y'all listening, be sure y'all check the description box on links where you can find more about Maximilian's music. Um, listen to the songs that I love, please go stream, pray his whole album. Um, or is it an album or is it a project? I always get confused when, um, when those terms are thrown around in the industry.
1: I like to call it a project right now, not so much an album, but so. before you do close out, I do want to appreciate and thank you, man. I- from the bottom of my heart, I'm humble in this situation. You know, I feel like uh, this is going to help somebody um, beyond a way that we we may not even know. You know, so thank you for allowing me to come and share my my truth about the project and my myself
0: on this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, I I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you as well. You know, that's something else I, I've I've learned too, which is that you never know the kind of impact that this will make or or have on somebody's life and. What I also appreciate about podcasting is this is really like a global platform, and I have a lot of people in the UK and in uh, Nigeria specifically that listen to my show. So um, the perspective, the perspective of living in America is something that a lot of people, you know, come to my podcast for because it's really a real live lived authentic experience. And so I think that when people listen to your music, they'll get that same energy and insight as well. love. So, um, so yeah, y'all, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I appreciate y'all for tuning in to another great episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man with Maximilian and, um, y'all be blessed. Have a good day and take care.
1: Take care, man.